you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Hoopers. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a that's what you said, man. Well, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers. That's terrible. Welcome to Super Hoopers. I'm your host, Matt Hill. With me, as always, is my brother in basketball, John Hill. John, hello. Hey, Matt. What's going on? It's been a while. It's been a while, right? It, we've been out of town. We've been doing. We've been doing things, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just went back to the University of Pittsburgh to speak. Talked to some of the students. Spent a few days there, a long weekend. It was pretty great. Beautiful Pittsburgh. It actually was. It was it's nice it, weather. Do you think Pittsburgh would be a good NBA city? No. No. Ab- absolutely <laughs> okay. not. Absolutely not. Okay. Wow. wow. No. All right. All There's right. just not enough people, uh, and they don't they don't really care about basketball as much. It's it's a smaller city, um, and they just love their football too much. Right, right. Uh, before we get into it, we should remind you where you can find us on the internet. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Super Hoopers, on yep. Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Super Hoopers. Right, John? Yeah, yeah. And feel that's f- where we're at. That's where we're at. Feel free to email us. We're uh, we don't we don't get any emails. But we also don't no, promote I, our promote our email. I didn't, I didn't even know we had an email address. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, email us. Hit us up if you have any questions. Or just ask us on Twitter. Yeah, Um, yeah, actually, do the Twitter. Do the Twitter. Yeah, hit us up. Let us Uh, know you exist. That would be nice. So we're recording this March 23rd. Uh, What's going on in the NBA, John? What's been piquing your interest? What has been piquing my interest? I don't know. I uh, just ate a ton of Korean barbecue. So that's uh, some kind of, like, filled... I'm kind of like, ugh. It was really good. Well, so the, the the Pelicans just shut down uh, Anthony Davis uh, for the season. Yeah, uh, and I have a few questions about this because, you know, you always make fun of me for not for thinking that training staffs are one of the most important things, one of the most important aspects of a team. I've never made fun of you for that. And you also make fun of me <laughs> when I say that Kyrie Irving is not going to be a superstar for much longer because he's injury prone. That is true. I do. I and am I guilty think of that. We're, I think, I, I think it, I deserve an apology because look at Anthony Davis. I mean, he's on a team that with a bad training staff and it turns out he had a torn labrum in his shoulder for the past three years that he played with. Apparently you can play with that, but it just doesn't, it's still, it seems a little fishy or probably not the best idea to have your star player playing with a torn labrum for three years. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor, all right? I mean, I am a doctor, but I'm an economics doctor. Um, <laughs> and then he has this knee injury. Again, Like it's kind of like a phantom knee injury. I forget even what it's called, like what he has in it. It's like tonsinitis or some, some, something. Um, and Anthony Davis is a guy who's who's been super injured his whole career. And I think – I. I think, you know, growing up, you've been on teams, and it's like some people never get injured. Other guys get injured all the time. Like you have a guy like LeBron who's indestructible or a guy like Russell Westbrook besides the knee injury. He's pretty much indestructible. And I think certain guys are just built in certain ways, and I think Anthony Davis is a guy who's just going to be injured his whole career. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's always tough for those kind of things because, like, 
the only answer is history. You know, the only answer is time. Like, we could have said Steph Curry is going to be the injury-prone okay, player forever. No, no, but don't, we could have. But we could have. No, 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 no. Everyone brings up Steph Curry. Everyone brings up Steph Curry, and they say, oh, Steph Curry. You know, Steph Curry proves that it's not always the case. He is the exception. He's the only exception. All these other guys, they get injured, and they get injured their whole careers. Steph Curry had a really specific problem that the Golden State training staff uh, was able to fix. Um, yeah, but what, there's other players that's that have had injuries that don't get injuries. I mean, Michael Jordan broke what, his navicular bone and then came back. No, no, no. Blake what Griffin saying, no, no, is kind I, of a you know. Besides punching a dude, he's been fairly. What I'm saying is when you look free, when you look at players, there are, there are a couple. There are the types of players who just seem to get injured all the time, and what that is indicative of is some sort of. I don't. I don't want to say weakness, but their bodies are just they, they're injury prone. Uh, Michael Jordan broke. I mean, random injuries happen. So yeah. Michael Jordan breaks his foot or whatever. He's fine afterwards. I don't. I don't think LeBron's actually had an injury. No, uh, that he's I an indestructible. Um, Westbrook tears his ACL, but that's it. I mean, that's pretty much the only. Well, injury he had he's a had. dent in his face. So you can say that those things are kind of random events. What's happening to Anthony Davis, and what I would argue happens to Kyrie Irving, it's a pattern. It's These are guys who are injury-prone and will be injury-prone uh, their whole careers. And bringing it back to Steph Curry, everyone's like, oh, Steph, everyone thought Steph, that was Steph Curry. That, he had one problem, though. It wasn't like he kept all different body parts, kept getting injured. He had ankle problems that they fixed by doing some weird stuff with his hips. That was a really smart thing the training staff did. Um, and, oh, by the way, that training staff left, and all of a sudden Golden State is much more injured this year than they were last year. Um, so, I mean, my point is, I just think, I think Anthony Davis, like I said this, I think at the beginning of the year, like, I don't, I don't, he's not a guy I would want, like, if I'm picking a a player to start a franchise, everyone's like, oh, you got to pick Anthony Davis. There are lots of guys I would pick in front of Anthony Davis to start my franchise, because I just don't think that we can trust him to be on the court for the rest of his career. No, I I would pick, I would pick Carl Towns over Anthony Davis to, to start a franchise. Would you? Um... I mean that's a close one, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, I I think that's a that's a tough. I mean that's like two very close people, and and I get what you're saying because I, I think do, it's easy. I, I think it's easy. I do think that people are injury prone, but I don't think that it's it's. Sorry, I'm studying over my words. Too much Korean barbecue in me. Um, but, but I, I would no, say I would mean, say but, Anthony Davis is one. Act- I would say Anthony Davis is definitely one that you have to have a lot of concerns about. But he's so good that, you know, that's the risk you have to take. Um, you know, you look at someone like Brooke Lopez. I would have never taken Brooke Lopez because I always like he's so injury prone. He's always going to get hurt. And then, you know, the last two years, he's been fairly fine. Right. What about last year? But yeah, I know this but, year he's he's he hasn't missed it. I mean, much. the jury's still out on him. I think one more injury and I think he might be done. Yeah. Or um, but if he doesn't have an injury, then, you know, he's a great player. So I think it's yeah, always but I mean, tough. like but we. But we always act, the fans always act like injuries are random and, uh, you know, these guys are always going to come back at full strength. And they just ignore, you know, all these injury-prone guys through history and, and each individual's uh, injury history as well. That's, uh, what that's what I'm saying with Kyrie Irving. Everyone acts like Kyrie Irving is this fantastic superstar. And I'm like, dude, the, guy's, the guy can't play a full season. He, he, he gets injured and it's a different injury each time. I don't think he'll be around that long. But I also think it's like what kind of injuries and how long you're out. And like you said, the fans don't get that. But I mean, like everyone thinks Derrick Rose is like 
not worth anything because they all know he's injury prone. So after, there are there you know, are players that after his like fifth injury, like after his first two injuries, everyone was like, no, he's going to come back when Derrick Rose comes back. Then, you know, the Bulls will be something. I'm like, dude, there's no way. There's no way. After that second injury, he's done. Yeah, but some people make it through uh, two injuries. I think it's no, possible. I mean, not on the knees. We're gonna, we're gonna, knees. we're gonna need some. You're the stat. You're Maddie stats. There's, you got to figure this yeah. out. You got to back this up with some science, not just hot takes. Yeah, but what I mean, what's the science you're looking for? Like a certain number of injuries predicts. Yeah, I mean, there's something you. Could, there's actually something that could be done with that. Yeah, or you just can look at or actually just yeah, just the, say the injuries like, and the. And the type of injuries, what's, what predicts future inju- inju- injuries, and then also length of career. Yeah, yeah there's some work that could be done. Yeah. Actually, I'm and surprised also, I haven't seen and anything. gaps. And I think, uh, although I think, it's hard, I think the data is hard on that because I think it's hard to get good injury data. I think team, teams guard that. Also, I mean, this goes back to my earlier point about the New Orleans training staff. It's like, okay, given that Anthony Davis is injury prone and he's a franchise player, maybe we should invest heavily in, in, in our training staff. No, abso- uh, absolutely, know. and I've never been anti-training staff. I don't know where where that came from. I don't know. I don't know. You you always make fun of me because I always bring it up. Uh, well, maybe I just it's making fun of maybe maybe it's just making fun of maybe you. maybe it's look. I can make fun a- of you and also have my my outside beliefs of you know because I know like that's for me right. the Sixers that's one of their big things is sports science and stuff. So I'm I'm on that train. I'm on that train. Uh, but I do think there's only so much someone could do. You know what I mean? Because let's, eventually let's, people just get hurt. Let's play conspiracy theory. Do you think that the Anthony Davis injury is a conspiracy theory? Like, do you think that they're shutting him down? Because, I mean, it's in the Pelicans' best interest to shut him down. Because if they shut him down, they'll lose more games, so their lottery pick will be higher. If they shut him down, it's likely that Anthony Davis doesn't make one of the all-NBA teams. And if he doesn't make one of the all-NBA teams, he loses out on $25 million. So that the Pelicans would have to pay him. So... I don't. I don't do know about the they, money thing. I mean, that's that might be very nefarious, but I would shut him down. Why wouldn't you? He's your franchise guy. There's, it's not helping. You know, wins don't do anything, and now's well, the time you, to get healthy. I mean, they do that with Carmelo last year. Right, I mean, he right. got shut you, down at halfway. You through. can't. You can't shut him down because he would lose this twenty-five million dollars. That's why you couldn't have shut him down earlier. So yeah. it's like you almost have to make up an injury that and sell him that he uh, sell him that he has this injury, so he shuts himself down. Got it. Got because it. you can't you can't because I mean he's going to lose twenty five million dollars probably. Yeah. Um, but I you know like so some some people have been talking about this like oh is is this like a fake injury that the Pelicans made up to save this money? But honestly, I just don't think they're that smart. Like I think I think the <laughs> that's probably is true. so poorly run that's, that I don't think that they could they could figure that out. That's probably true. And I would say that's kind of my my where you're saying about Carl Anthony Towns versus Anthony Davis. I would like to see Anthony Davis on a different team before oh yeah before making that oh, decision. Yeah. And I'd also oh, like yeah. to see Carl Anthony Towns, you know, a few years in, only because let's let's see how the Timberwolves ruin him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I have to be nicer yeah. to the Timberwolves because uh, uh, my buddy. Uh, resident DJ of the podcast, DJ Nice Wreck, is a huge Timberwolves fan. He's he's been telling me I, I've been too mean to them. So shout out DJ Nice Wreck. I got to see him while I was well, let's in Pittsburgh. Let's have him on. Let's let's have. I got him on to see him while I was in Pittsburgh. It was it was such a fun night. Uh, he played me a lot of uh, some music he's working on. It, it it's gonna be great. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Why is he a Wolves fan if he's in? Because uh, Pittsburgh doesn't Pittsburgh. have a team. So you could just pick whatever team you want. Yeah, and then he was a big uh, Kevin uh, Garnett fan. 
Oh, he's Bevan Garnett guy. Okay. Yeah, and that makes sense because I, th- um, I think he used to rock a Garnett jersey back in college. So, so shout out should, to him. Should, should we talk about this LeBron thing? Let's um, always talk about LeBron. So the whole world there does. Was, do you let's, let's, are you let's aware? Join in. Are you are you aware of what's been happening, John? Do you know what's what's Have, up? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's this basketball player named LeBron James. Now come on, um, you know, don't, don't, John. Let me quiz you. Do you know what Zero Dark Twenty Three is? Zero Dark Twenty Three. Yes, that's where when he he's preparing for the playoffs. Correct. Uh, all right. Yeah. 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 yeah I've so, been following it. Come, I, all right. All right. Hey, Matt. Right. I have a, I have a basketball podcast. It's on the B Ball Breakdown John, Network. Uh, John, Coach I don't, Nick. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. You're Pittsburgh, going to Pittsburgh gets the internet. The pit, you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh gets the internet. I don't. I don't. I've never been to Pittsburgh. I don't know how it works out there. Um, so yeah. So we'll, just to recap for the for whoever <laughs> listens to this podcast that somehow isn't following the NBA closely. Yeah. Uh, LeBron unfollowed. <laughs> he unfollowed the Cavs on Twitter, and then he was asked about it, and like he acted like. You know, that, that question was ridiculous. Um, and then it comes out that, you know, this is part of his process that he, he you know, unfollows accounts during the playoffs in order to focus on the playoffs, and it's called Zero Dark 23. Um, what do you think? What do you, what's, what, what, what's, your, what's your read on the situation, John? Well, I mean, um, one, it's like, who's just, like, monitoring his, like, like – follows and stuff and then oh it's like, uh uh you know who it is it's baby Woj. baby Woj was the guy's uh twitter handle baby Woj. like i mean let's realize that like this is where we're at with lebron james where if he does anything like literally unfollows someone like that is a news story could you could, like think about that in your life like i think it's I, but i think it's a total i think it's a total valid news story because i think I, there's all these people who are like, oh, it's not a news story. It's totally, it's, it, it's it's absolutely a news story. I mean, these guys craft their persona on social media, so what they do on social media is important. Furthermore, I think it's a huge deal. I mean, I think, you know, him his reaction to it, you know, put fuel to the fire, and I think there is I think there is something going on there. But he's um, he also followed a bunch of other people too, other NBA it's writers. Uncli- it's unclear whether he did that afterwards or not. It's unclear if he unfollowed the Cavs, then did that to sort of cover his tracks, or if he did it all at the same time. Yeah. But I also so. think, like, unfollowing the Cavs, like, like I get the idea that, like, oh, he's going to leave because he unfollowed him. Like, but at the same time, it's like the Cavs Twitter thing is probably the, like, least valuable thing to him, right? Because all they're doing is putting up, fluff pieces and things like that like there's no real like th- there's nothing that he needs to learn from like he, like he needs he needs the writers he needs that because you know it's part of his brand if things happen he needs to know rumors and stuff like that but the Cavs Twitter feed like what is that like if that's just like hey guys make sure to sign up and get 20% off Papa John's like he doesn't need to see that that doesn't help him right yeah, no, no. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why you would follow it in the first place. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, if he unfollowed, but, like you know, like Kyrie, or you know, and he's doing one of those things, then I'd be like, oh, like maybe this is something. But like the like BS PR of you know some twenty-two-year-old college student's first job of running the Cavs like <laughs> Twitter handle, like that's nothing. 
Yeah, but for I mean, first of all, I mean, I want to shout out Baby Woj, the guy, because you, you're 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 slagging him off like it's like you know who's following it. But I think if you're trying to get a break into journalism, I think it's a good thing to do to like run these checks on all the NBA players to see what's going on and like really closely monitor their accounts to see if you can glean any information. I think it's actually whoever did that is pretty smart. Um, and let me. Well, so why do you think he unfollowed them? I mean, do you so do you buy do you buy that story that he's just it's zero dark twenty three? Well, I th- I I mean yes because he did that last year too, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he probably just goes through and he only follows what like two hundred people, right? It's not a right. lot. And he probably just goes like if I had to get rid of some distraction. Yes, the Cavs Papa John's thing is probably stupid. You know, some of these are like whatever. Okay, okay, go, okay. Know, but let me like, stop you right there. Let okay. me let me stop you right there. Okay, so let's say that's the case. When he's asked the question, why not just say that? If that's the, if that's truly the case, and he gets asked by this reporter, the reporter gives him a thousand outs. Uh, let's just diffuse the situation. Um, you know, I'm sure it's nothing, but you know, it became a big story. I'm sorry, I have to ask you about this, but you know, why did you do this? Why not just say, oh, as part of my playoff preparation, I unfollow a bunch of accounts to focus. Why didn't he? Why didn't he say that? Because he pro- he's probably like, who the f- like, why is this anything? Like, because think about it. By trying to, like, avoid this stuff, it is now a thing. Where he was like, damn it. Like, I'm just trying to unfollow so this isn't so the thing not- you asked me questions about. But now everyone's asking me questions. So he's probably just if like, If you Ugh. say that, it's immediately not a thing. If you say that, it's immediately not a thing. I By not a- saying anything, it becomes a thing. I think it's a thing no matter what. No, no. If he just says, oh, I just, it's, it's what I do to focus. Um, you know, I unfollow his accounts. Everyone's like, oh, okay, makes sense. All right. Uh, next question about assists or whatever. No, no one's doing uh, that. No, 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 no one is going to let him go. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. They are. They are. They all, everyone would let him go if he just said that. Everyone would let him go. I guarantee it. Because everyone, oh, it makes sense. And he came out and he said it. And it makes sense with all this other evidence that we have. But no one um, asked him about the other people he follow, unfollowed. No one was, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't like, well, why'd you follow, unfollow this sideline reporter? No, if they would have asked, I mean, if he just would have said that, it would have been, I mean, it's implicit in the thing. They're saying diffuse the situation, LeBron, and he doesn't diffuse it. What he's doing is, and here's what we know about LeBron. He's very calculating and he's very smart, okay? So let me present to you right. my uni- my unified theory. Of what's unified, going on. I like this. All right, all right. Well, because I don't think any of these explanations are satisfactory. Because if he if it's what you says, he just should he he would just diffuse it. No, I I, th- I definitely think that he is playing it. Like I think he knows. Like like he definitely knows. Like so then the only other explanation is the he actually unfollowed the Cavs because he's unhappy with the Cavs. And. Let me tell you what I what I think's going on there, okay? Okay. So I think he's unhappy with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. I think he realizes he can't win a championship with those guys. Okay. I agree. I think I think all the stuff he's been doing on Twitter, all his tweets about Strive for Greatness, Da Vinci Code, they're clearly I mean, we all know this, they're all directed at Kyrie and Kevin Love, you know? Yeah. He's trying to get those guys to the next level. And now I think what he's what he's making it known. And there was also a story that came out where he says he would like to reunite with Carmelo, Wade, and not reunite, but unite with mm-hmm. Carmelo, Wade, and Chris Paul at some point in his career, the Banana Boat crew. Yep. Um, you know, and he's not saying next year. He's saying somewhere down the line, okay? And I think all this stuff with the Cavs, he's making it clear that he could leave the Cavs. Because if you think of the power dynamics, 
the Cavs have the power because the Cavs think there's no way LeBron could leave. Yes. LeBron came back to the Cavs. We have the power. We can we can basically do not whatever we want, but we can do a few things. Like we can we can run our organization. So what LeBron LeBron's trying to take power back by saying, I can leave you. It's no big deal. Like I'll go somewhere else. And I think, you know, this little Twitter spat and some of the other things he's been doing lately is is sending that message that no, I can I could leave if I wanted to. Um now, the reason for this, I think, is I think he's trying to gain power within the Cavs organization in order to trade Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving for his friends in the offseason. I would say that uh, I don't disagree with that. I would say so, that that's part of, I think, yes. And, and I so thought I think, we talked about that last time, right? Uh, maybe a little bit, but I think, I mean, I think just let me lay, let me just finish out. Finish, yeah, finish, finish out. Finish, out. finish whole, strong. The finish whole, strong, you, Matt. The whole unified theory of LeBron. Okay, okay let's hear it. So specifically, here's what I think that's going to happen. So he's 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 leveraging his power in the Cavs to say, "I will leave unless you get these players." All right. I think trade Kyrie Irving for Chris Paul, trade Kevin Love for Carmelo Anthony, and then Dwayne Wade is a free agent. LeBron's a free agent this summer. They both sign for less with the Cavs. Whoa, whoa. Because if you look, and here's how he sells it to, I mean, he's, because I, I think, I think Cleveland management would not want to do those deals because basically you're giving yourself a two year window or so. Um, whereas with Kyrie and Kevin Love, they're set up more long term. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's why he has to sort of, you know, do the power play within the organization. Um, and I think the way he sells that to Wade, Carmelo, and Chris Paul is like the Warriors are this huge problem. Like the Warriors are looming over the league. Like, I don't, I mean, is anybody going to beat them in the next three years, you know? Like, mm-hmm. is it, I mean, can you see any team beating them in the next three years? Maybe the Spurs, I guess. Yeah. Um. So it's like, this is our only chance, guys. Like, hey, Carmelo, hey, Chris Paul, hey, Dwayne. If we combine, we can take them out. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what we were talking about earlier. Like, I think if it's like, uh, if Golden State runs through everyone again, that's why, you know, I was, we were joking about it, but like, Kevin Durant to the Cavs because what what else is the rest of the league going to do besides team up? You know, yeah, they're going to have to. They're, they're going to have to. to. Um, and I and I totally agree with you. And like what I was saying about the you know you wait hold on you buy my unified theory of LeBron, but that's a my, that's a crazy conspiracy theory I just laid out. No, and we were talking about this earlier. Like the fact is, like Dan Gilbert sold his soul to bring LeBron in, and. LeBron needs to like you. He has to dangle the fact that he is willing to leave, right? Because yeah, absolutely. Because the Cavs think you know Dan Gilbert and them think like, well, he'll never leave again because he'll face this you know, the PR nightmare. But LeBron has to you know basically threaten, and he's doing it this way. And and I think you're right. I think he wants the power. Uh, I think we talked about it with Tyrone Lou maybe. You know, maybe he's not satisfied there or whatever. But, yeah, I think it could be it. The, I would disagree with the um, the uh, Carmelo thing only because I don't know how LeBron and Carmelo really play together. But maybe they do. I don't know. Well, I mean, they're all best friends. So it's like I think he's trying to unite his friends. I think they'll figure it out on the court. Maybe. I and, think, and I, I think and they I, could play together. And I think if the I mean, Knicks, since they're so bad – that's a possibility. Oh come on! Um, you, if you if you're getting Kevin Love for Carmelo, that's a heist. 
I mean, that like the Knicks would do that in one second. Trade no, no, no. But I'm saying if Carmelo would leave. Because remember, oh, oh, oh absolutely. Remember, absolutely. like the plan back in the day was for them to take these short deals and then team up. But Carmelo was like, "Screw that! I'm doing the five year deal," you know, because yeah, now, look, Carmelo's now, his own man. He he, Carmelo has basically agreed that hey, I'm going to the Knicks because I'd rather be there than necessarily you know team up and win something. So yeah, yeah. So no. so it would be a question of if. Would Carmelo go to Cleveland and then have to maybe play back up to LeBron? That's the only part of the unified theory that I might disagree with. But I would definitely see a CP3. My unified theory also, it's like maybe they could do it in Miami. I'm not sure if if it could work in Miami, but maybe they they might do it in Miami. I don't think – yeah, I don't know if LeBron would I'm not sure if Miami has – I don't know if if Miami has the assets. I yeah. think LeBron. I don't know. I think LeBron can leave. I don't think. Why not? I mean, I think he can go wherever he wants to. I think. I think, you know, Clevelanders won't like it, but I don't think. I, I don't know. I don't think it'll matter that much in terms of his public perception. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. So that would be weird to do this it, whole I mean, thing. It would, it would be crazy. But to I go mean, I back think what to he Miami. Could say is just like dysfunctional organization or something like that. Like I think he could just say. I don't know if he'd go back to Miami. Maybe he'll go somewhere else. I think what he would do is actually just like basically just try to be the player GM and then maybe part owner, you know? <laughs> I think he would basically just go to Dan Gilbert like, here's the deal. Like, I let you run the show, I, you know, and it didn't work. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. I can get CP3. I can get Carmelo. I can do it. But you just shut up and, and say yes to whatever I do. You know. It's too bad they can't be owners, though. Like, I mean, under the CBA, you can't. But it would be amazing if you know they. Well, could get I mean, stakes. they let LeBron also be an agent. <laughs> I mean, they let him own an agency. John, like, that's his friend. That it's is not, his friend. He doesn't own it. Okay. okay, so so his other friend will be the GM. That's a part of it. You know, I mean, hey, I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm all for it. Like right. call, let's call it the Cleveland Lebrons. Let's move it to yeah. Akron. Rebrand. Let's do it. Yeah, move it to I, Akron. Move it to Akron. That'd yeah, be amazing. That'd actually, be great. Move to Akron. The Akron, Akron Lebrons. I would. I would be so behind that. I think you have to go one way or the other. I think you, it's either the Akron Lebrons or it's the Cleveland Dan Gilberts <laughs> and comic Comic Sans branding everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The Cleveland bad loans for poor people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, yeah we'll the cleveland swind- the cleveland swindlers yeah the uh, cleveland swindlers um yeah god um you have any questions for me you have anything you uh ever anything on your mind uh what is on my mind i don't know oh i find this very interesting so the um golden state lost to the spurs right yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go yeah. Go Spurs go. Go Spurs go. I think it's really funny that there was like a little I feel like a little sense that like the Golden State went from like invincible to like I feel like a lot of people especially in the Twitter world like feel that like they could be beaten. But I also look you, at but you, I look at you that and I must follow different people cuz okay. I never I I didn't I didn't see anything about I mean, I think everyone expected Golden State to lose that game, and I didn't see anything about uh, that at all. Like, it seemed like they're they're still the odds-on favorite. They're still 
you know, they were without uh, Iguodala and Festus Azili and Bogut in that game. Yeah, and they were, like, um, really close into the fourth. Yeah, exactly. And Steph Curry had a bad game. So, I mean, like... Yeah, I feel like like Golden State, like, the fact that they only lost by a few points is like, wow, these guys are going to just destroy everyone. I think the Spurs are the only team that has a chance. Um, and I, I do think they have maybe a 20 to 30% chance. But, yeah. No, I, I mean, but, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. I didn't see anybody say that. No, so. I don't think it's been, like, a necessarily, like, Golden State's got to watch out. But I feel like they were, like... This is how you beat Steph Curry. You got to just like beat him up. You know what I mean? It's like, this is the strategy. And it's like, well, or maybe he just had a bad game and is missing three important players. Well, I think, I think there is something to the strategy, but I don't think that strategy is going to work that well. I mean, if like everyone, so Minnesota did the next game too, where you just switch everything um, on defense. Yeah. And try to rough, try to really, really get in Steph Curry's face. I mean, that's what you have to do, but it's, you know, it's still, I mean, it's, there's still, they have still have so many ways to beat you. So, yeah. This is this is known as the Oscar Robertson strategy, right? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But it's just, right, it's just, it's just, it, I guess my point is, I love how the Twitterverse, NBA Twitter, will like, like they'll just shift. It, it's just like a back and forth shift of like, like, you know, w- which way the 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 flame is going. Everyone just goes with. Yeah, it, but you know? I. I, I guess so, but I I mean like I said I don't I didn't really see it so I, 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 I stand by I stand by the NBA Twitter world I think the NBA Twitter world is pretty smart at least uh, you know the upper echelon of, of guys. Well, I think the so. top the top. I think 5% here's the problem, John. Are. John, here's the problem. What's you that? follow too many Sixers fans and Sixers beat writers, who you know maybe are not the maybe aren't aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. No. Well, I will say a lot of the beat writers aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. And I actually don't follow the worst of the Sixers writers, the really annoying ones. But I mean, look, it's Sixers, I mean, it's NBA Twitter. We all follow the same few hundred people like No, I mean, and that's what I'm saying, like all the big guys like, you know, Harala Bob and Nate Duncan and uh, you know, Ethan Sherwood Strauss. I'm trying to think of the other like Network. You know, none of these none of these guys are saying the Warriors are going to lose. No, no, and I definitely agree because I think the top 10 smart guys are always the voice of reason and always the smartest, but it's always like the people kind of underneath them, not specific to Sixers writers, but just in general, like, you know, this is something that could happen, and it's just like, meh, I think we just, I think, I think we like whatever's happening now, we think is the thing, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like we've stopped talking about Porzingis, right? Well, that's because David Futternick hasn't been on the podcast. Yeah, but in general, people just don't talk about Porzingis anymore, right? Well, I think he's fell off. He's 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 not. He hasn't played as yeah, well. yeah. But I mean, I don't follow the Knicks. No, exactly. But it's just things like that. Like we we just go through our shifts, you know. Yeah, our recency bias. Yeah, it's recency bias. That's the that's the good term. Yeah. All right. So the, the other big thing that happened, John, was uh, Dwight Howard got caught with stickum on his hands. Did you uh, did you see this? I did. That's so good. Like, what, th- my, thank you, my, Dwight. Thank my you. My favorite. My favorite part was like the bottle of stickum was like disguised, like it had like a black wrapper on it or something. It's like some sort of high level of espionage that was going on uh, by Dwight <laughs> Howard. But you know, I was thinking that I don't think NBA players are cheating enough. You know, not that I mean, like the stickum is a minor bit of of cheating, 
but I think there's a lot more um, that they could be doing. So uh, I agree. I thought of some other things that I saw. I thought of some other things that are like sort of bending the rules that they could do, uh, you know, to to get to get a competitive advantage. I'm going to run them by you, John. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Run them by me. I love I love grifts. I love scams. Shout out to Twin Twinovation. Mike Carnell. What's what's that? That's uh, Mike Carnell's podcast uh, with with his two uh, childhood best friends, and they uh, it's a whole podcast on scams, running grifts and stuff. Baby, bear, I think, Mike do they Carnell. actually run? Do they actually run grifts, or is that? Uh, well, I like some just... of their listeners uh, will actually try some of the things, and and they were. Do they... Like, do they come up with new new scams each episode? Yeah, they come up with different scams. They do a or is it like a historical? Fences. Is it like is it like an historical uh, thing? No, 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 no. It's like current scams. Like okay. they'll uh, like you know like like they'll scam. They'll figure out a way how to like scam Chipotle. You know, okay. or they or they just invent stuff. They invented the guac pock because like you know people need need pocket guacamole around. Great idea. Mm. Yeah. Okay. okay. So check them out. They're good guys. What's it called? Uh, Twinovation. Because the two brothers are twins. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. So here's, here's, I mean, like, here are a few things I came up with that NBA players should try, in my opinion. Okay. Um, you know, the first one is very obvious. Uh, BO. Just, like, really get your BO up. Just straight up stinking. Yeah, just like, I mean, I think the worse you smell, you know, it's going to be harder to guard you, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it just seems like that's something, like, maybe, you know, like, I don't know how you could do it and still have, a like, active social life. But, you know, if you smell like a homeless person out there, I think you, you know, you you get some buckets. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're battling under the paint and someone smells, it yeah, might be harder. You know, it's like it's like when you're guarding the really, really sweaty guy in pickup. You know, you're not guarding the really sweaty guy as close as you're guarding, you know, the other guys. No, I, I think it's great. So who, who do you think, uh, do you have someone in, in mind who would use this technique? Well, I think anybody can use it. I mean, everyone smells, John. I mean, it's not, you know, no no, no, no one person has a monopoly on smell. Um, yeah, I but, think anybody can get there if they, with enough with enough work. Okay, but, but like I, I could see like a, I could see like a, a Matt Bonner using this technique. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think you, you th- these are these techniques are all for end of the bench guys. Like yeah, basically, exactly. you know, to really, you know, although it's tough though because it's like, you want to make sure you're gonna play though, because if you get really good and smelly and then don't play, it's kind. Of, also, there's a little bit of a trade-off where you have to sit on the bench next to the guys. So I might, if I'm gonna do this tactic, I might actually take to like laying on the ground like you know some guys do that they like sort of lay on the baseline yeah, yeah. i think that's where i would hang out just so i don't i don't want to alienate my own teammates um okay all right all right here's another one all right all right what do you got keeping with the underarm uh theme uh or armpit theme mm-hmm. uh i would dye my armpit hair like a really really bright neon uh color oh and the idea being you know, you don't, you wouldn't see it. I'm just, the beginning of the game starts. I'm just walking around. I'm mm-hmm. normal, right? I'm guarding a guy. And then, boom, I put my hand up, right? And it's like a flash of neon in my pit. And the guy I'm guarding is going to immediately look at that. Like, he's going to be like, oh, what's going on over there, you know? Yeah. And that split second will give me enough time to steal a ball, I think. 
Oh, so I th- I think I think the neon armpit hair is it's 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 good for about one steal a game. Whoa, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Who, who, do you have anyone in mind for that? I feel like this. I, I, is, I feel I like have, this is. These are all these are all end of the bench players. Like, right. if you look, if you're trying to get time, if you're if you're a Tony Allen, if you're a Kent Bazemore two years ago, you know this is stuff you can do. Well, I feel like I could see Spencer Hawes doing this. Yeah. I mean, I think I ideally it would be a black guy because you really want to get the maximum contrast. I think. Oh, like a blonde. I mean, I guess if you just if you do Spencer Hawes, you dye it like neon purple or something. Yeah, but, uh, or like red, white, I'm and thinking, blue. Yeah. Well, that's not you know that's not that distracting. I guess it would okay. be a little if you if you got a really good uh, if you really if you got a really good uh, dye of red, white, and blue, it might work. Um, yeah. Spencer right, Hawes would probably do like the Constitution under his pits and like try to give you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, check this out. Did you know that that uh, yeah. Obama's trying to get rid of these these no, rights? No, 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 John. The way you do it is you, if you're guarding Spencer Hawes, you get the Constitution in your armpit. So then he sees it and he wants to read it and like gets all excited about it. Yeah, he gets a boner for it, and then and then when <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. And then, then you got it. All then right. you got it. Then you easy layup. But then again, if Spencer Hawes is guarding you, you probably have an easy layup anyway. So yeah, you're 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 fine anyway. Yeah, you're probably fine. You're probably you don't need to resort to uh, you know going Tricks. to the barbershop and doing <laughs> yeah. all the doing all the work I'm I'm implying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What are, what are the grips you got? This next one, no lie. This next one is genius. Okay. This all right. one is absolutely uh, someone will steal this. All right. Okay. The palm of your hand, okay? Look mm-hmm. at the palm of your hand, all right? Yep. Here's what you do. You get a tattoo on the palm of your hand of a, na- a naked lady, like Whoa. a sexy lady, all right? Then, it's, a sim- it's very similar to the neon armpit hair. Then when you're guarding <laughs> a guy and you put your hand in his face, you know, you like when he's going to go shoot the ball and you get the hand right in the face, it's like, again, he's going to be distracted. He's going to be like, oh. what's, does that guy have like a naked lady on his palm? Like he's, or he's like, what's that? You know, it's going to... It's gonna throw him off his rhythm, you know. And it, I think that one was gonna work for you know at least a few possessions. Yeah. How about this, Matt? How about this? What? Not just any naked lady. That guy's, the guy's wife. wife. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's what I would do. Okay. Let me tell you. This, this. I would get the body tattooed permanently. Also, how is it? Is can you not have tattoos on the palm of your hands? How come no one has that? Is that like something that's impossible? No. There's I, I don't know. there's definitely a high school dropout with the uh, his palm uh, tattooed. I guarantee yeah. it. So you get the bottom, you get the naked lady body tattooed permanently, right? Ah. But then the head, the head you do with like henna or temporary tattoo. So you switch out, you switch it out with the guy's wife. You know, whoever you're guarding that night, the guy's wife's head goes goes there. I kind of like that. That's a good move. And then so you're like hand I, checking your hands the, in their face and they're like, oh, like why is uh, Aisha Curry on a... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh oh my Aisha God, that's Curry. so disrespectful. Bam, ball stolen. And then slam dunk, it's over. Yeah, no, exactly. Wow. All right, I feel you. I mean, I I, I know I'm biased, but, like, what's the downside? Like, you get a naked lady tattooed on your palm and, you know, switch out the head every game. Like, it seems like a no-brainer to me. Like, you know, if I'm a, I don't know, Brandon Bass or something like that, like, come on, man. Yeah, Yeah, you Um, you got to make your way in the league, right? Yeah, exactly. That's cool. I should, I should do all this stuff. I think uh, you should. Right. I think you should. You just gotta all be. Right. You gotta be careful. You know, like who you have on there. You know, 
just in case. Well, yeah, you don't you don't want to have Tony Allen's wife on there because no, just, no, you, know, you don't want to you don't want to get you know you don't want to find yourself or or Matt Barnes's wife or ex. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, you got to be careful. You don't want to mess with that. No, yeah, you got to um, be very careful. My last one is I would just have an earpiece uh, with like some like master trash to- tra- trash talker like a like some like insult comedian like a Jeffrey Ross or something. Oh, try to, like try him the to, like, comic. Yeah, yeah, like to feed me lines during the game. Like basically, you know, whatever I'm guarding, like he tells me something funny or something, you know, destructive I could say to the guy I'm guarding. Um, that's I, that's that's my last idea. I think that's pretty genius. So you kind of like, um, you know, you're playing and the guy's talking, and then you got you got your team of writers and shit talkers like you, talking. Yeah, back. you got like you got a whole team up in up in the booth or whatever. Not They're working the on the best the best insults for you. They're doing research. They're on yeah. the internet. They're getting Chris Paul's entire backstory. Yeah. So yeah, so you can really hit them hard. Like, oh, and they you're... can hear they can hear what's happening, so that you know you'll be able to respond in the moment. Got it. I like that. You think that's how uh, KG said that uh, Lala's tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios? No, I mean, look, let me let me tell you, no writer would come up with that. That's too in, that's too like batshit insane. Like, well, that's if, that's that's a KG original. Clearly. That is a, well, maybe now that KG's almost done, maybe that's oh, his hi, job. you hire KG. Well, no, you hire KG. Just, just give give it to Carl Towns. Give Carl Towns the earpiece, and KG can just basically you know talk through him. Wow, that is a genius idea. You that is the, a, that is really good. You take the crazy of KG and combine it with the the young athletic body of Carl Towns, and you have the best player of all time. Dare wow. I say? Wow, that's really great. Yeah. Wow, that would be that'd be pretty good. Um, I've got I've right. got some ideas. Oh, you have some? Yeah, You've I got some, of some. Oh no, I've had, right, I've had I got a couple ones. Here's one. Hit me. Uh, why doesn't Isaiah Thomas just wear lifts in his shoes? Well, Why not just I be thought, like two inches taller? I think that would help. I, I think you I just thought, do that. I thought, I thought long and hard about this, okay. and I think they—I think they already do. Because I was like, how can we get an advantage with the shoes? I was thinking about some sort of like burst for the jump ball. That's like sort of a one-time thing that no one will notice. Oh, um, like 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 uh, the heel just kind of like pushes up, like kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like but, that. Something like that. You could only really do it on the jump ball because you you don't want to use it over and over again because they would notice. But I I would suspect that you can't you can't go too high with the lifts because it messes with your ability to move laterally. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So if you have if your lifts are too high, like you can't move sideways because you'll you'll tip over. I don't know. That's I'm but I'm guessing that Isaiah Thomas or other short players are kind of they're maxing out whatever they can do uh, shoe wise. Got it. What about a shoe that has like a oil slick in the back, like in a Goonies? <laughs> yeah, so, you, yeah. so you're posting That's up good. a guy. You're posting up a guy, right? And he's That's backing good. you down. And you kind of like good. you double double squeeze your big toe. A little grease comes out, and That's then you take good. a step forward. And when he goes to you, he slips, he falls, spin yeah. move, slam dunk. That's good. Then you got That's KG in your ear talking shit. Be like, damn, you fell, son. Yeah. That's I That's love that good. one. That one's good. You got to make it so it puts out not not oil slick though, like but like sweat, like yeah, slippery, yeah. It's a clear like. So, and you can use it once or twice in the game, I think. But I think it's yeah. good. It's perfect for the post move. You're backing the guy down. Yep. You hit the button. He slips. Yeah. You get the dunk. He's like, oh, there's a wet spot. And you're like, well, yeah, there's a wet spot. The guy needs to clean it up. You yeah. Know, I didn't know there's a wet spot yeah, there. Yeah. Oh man, dude, w- dude. Seriously, I feel like with these ideas, we could take a slightly skilled person and really, you know, make them excel in, in the NBA. Yeah. This is it. This is it. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, also, I would I would just shave my eyebrows too, just to think it would really really creep people out. Ooh, go just um, creep factor, just creep factor. Yeah, you what just got like, to go. What about like stinky breath? Yeah, yeah, whatever you need to do, smell whatever, whatever, whatever you can do to get the advantage. Um, okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I would say that like the real advantage is like try to get like your opponent's like side pieces. To like uh-huh. sit next to your wife. Oh yes. You know, like yes. like like figure yes. that out. So then when yes. they're going to like shoot a foul shot and it's like the game's on them, like, yo, you how come the girl from the clubs by your wife? And then it's like, oh yes. shit. And yes. then this- it's like, bam, hit them with the naked girl tattoo hand thing, and then just wow, they're done. They're done. Missing. Yes, that's what you do. You have a guy who does the research. He finds out who the side piece is. Yep. And he sends her tickets. Yep. Next to the wife. Right That's next what to the you wife. do. Yep. That's what you do. Or you take your comp tickets, send to the side piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or also it's like, you know, you fly for, say say it's a home game for you and the, the guys are coming to you. You fly the wife in. So the guys, oh, yeah. he thinks he's on a road trip. Yep. He thinks he's on a road trip. You go, oh, you know, you send, you send it to the guy's agent, you know, so the wife comes in. And then the wife is sitting there and the, the player the whole time is thinking like, what's my wife doing here? Like... How'd she get out here? My night's ruined type of thing. Oh, man. Man, we should start an agency, John. We Dude, should really we start really an should. agency. These are, we, these could are really, we could really transform guys' careers. Yeah. Um, this would be great. I love it. All right. Get at me, Doug. Let's do it. Uh, we had Bill Walton last week. We had Bill Walton. Uh, so this is what I tweeted to Bill Walton. Are you this ready? This was great. This was great. Good job. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I said, uh, yo. At Ben and Jerry, Ben and Jerry Ice Cream. So I said, yo, Ben and Jerry Ice Cream, I think Bill Walton deserves his own flavor. I suggest a seven-foot carton of vanilla vanilla ice cream called Fundamentally Fun. That's solid. That's pretty solid. I I mean, mean, it's true. It's true. Like, okay, here's – let me tell you how hard this tweet was to write, though. This tweet took me a good 20 minutes. (laughs) Uh, Because I was trying to think of what what the Bill Walton flavor would be for ice cream. Yeah. And I couldn't think of anything good. I was like, uh, Bill Salted Caramel, mm. Bill Walt Tons of Flavor. Like, Ooh, that's good. I like that's Bill good. Walt Tons of Flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I, so I eventually went with, well, it'd be just funny if there was like a seven-foot like thing of ice cream called uh, that was just vanilla. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would have done something like uh, very like, um, like munchies, you know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, like munchies is good. You know, like. Something like that, because like you know, you got to go that culture. Like they have fish food, and I think they they have Cherry Garcia. Yeah, know? they have. Uh, my original tweet had had a reference to Cherry Garcia. Yeah, but. and I think. Uh, yeah, no, but I thought that was a strong take. But I did notice like that it, it came a good five minutes after my take. Well, I forgot about it. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about the Bill Walton thing. Also, I to be honest, I wasn't excited about tweeting at Bill Walton. So yeah, well, I I really was. I really. All was. right. So, so here, what what'd you write? What'd you write? Mine was at Bill Walton, my bestie at tweet of Matt Hill promised he'd start listening to the Grateful Dead. Which album should I start him with? Thanks. I love the thanks at the end. Right. Very, you know, very cordial. Very cordial. Um, do you listen to the Grateful Dead, John, by the way? No, I listen to that one song by the Grateful Dead that sometimes Which, is on the radio. What, what do you mean what is the it? one song? You know, uh, I uh, will get by. I will uh, survive. It's a it's their only number one hit. The only one I know is Uncle John's Cabin. I think. 
I don't even know that one. Oh, and Scarlet Begonias, because uh, Sublime covered it. Oh. Um, all right, so results. Did you get anything, John? Uh, I got nothing. I got some. And I got some day. stuff Neither from day. other people. Some other people so, liked hey, it. So did I. So yeah. did I. But um, but we just we did just do it this morning. Give so, it some time. So give, give it some time. time. Give it some time. I know. I thought about tweeting. I I had a candidate one where I was going to ask him who he liked more, uh, John Wooden or Jerry Garcia. But ooh. That's a good one. Bill Walton will write you. So I, I don't think this is this is over yet. I say, you know, maybe he's he's a little too yeah. stoned right now to really right. get into it. Give it a, I think we, we can give it a week. We'll, we'll give see. it a week. Yeah, yeah. You got uh, a week. Who do we want to do going forward? Oh, my gosh. Um, ooh, tough one. Who should we do? Have we done Spencer Hawes yet? No. Okay, we got to do Spence. Let's, All right, do let's, Spencer do, Hawes. let's do Spencer Hawes. Let's All right. just, I'll just go tweet him like patriotic stuff like for like the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're wrapping up. Shout outs, beefs. I'll start us off. Shout out to Ethan Sherwood Strauss. He wrote a great, a fantastic article about Under Armour signing Steph Curry away from Nike. Did you read the article, John? Did you see this article? I, didn't, I saw the article. I didn't get a chance to read it. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, apparently, Nike's presentation to Steph had Kevin Durant's name in the presentation. Like, they had <laughs> forgotten. They forgot to update the PowerPoint. <laughs> That's so good. That is and, so good. Like, to me, that is the most worrisome thing I've ever heard about Nike. Like, if I'm, like a, if I'm a stock, if I was a shareholder of Nike, like, I own stock... I, that would concern me more than anything because oh the guy who God. gave that presentation also uh, got promoted. Like he's now a higher up at, at Nike. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. man, that's that stinks. Also, did you know Nike could have matched Under Armour when they when he when they first signed Steph, they signed him away. They could have matched. It was only like four million dollars, and they did match. Wow. But that, he was also not the Steph Curry of. No, I mean, he was he was the Steph Curry we were talking about earlier. Like yeah. he had ankle problems, you know. But uh, yeah, but still four million dollars. I mean, yeah, I guess they. Yeah, obviously they didn't think Steph was going to become Steph. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, the other thing that's really good about the article is it like talks about Kent Bazemore. It like makes me love Kent Bazemore uh, even more. Like Kent Bazemore basically became like Under Armour's Under Armour spokesman in the NBA. Like. They signed him way early under the idea that he'll just try to recruit other athletes to Under Armour even oh. when, he, when he was like a bench warmer. Yeah. And uh, and there, it, it's the, the article opens with LeBron basically really, really taking it to Kent Bazemore because the article posits because LeBron is like a total Nike guy. Like LeBron is like, you know, Le, LeBron and Nike are synonymous, you know? Yeah. And so the reason that in like basically Kent Bazemore is the Under Armour's like covert agent in the NBA. So. <laughs> That's funny. It's a great article. It's one of the best basketball articles I've read. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a Grantland article. Oh. So, yeah. Shout out to Grantland. I was like, oh, this is what like really good writing is to read. Although, you know, you know, the ESPN actually has some great writers. No, they so, do. I they mean, do. I mean, like, whenever Arnefitz drops a piece, it's, it's usually really good. Yeah. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, check that out for sure. Um, I'm going to give my shout out to uh, Mr. Bill Walton. No. He, he was on the Woj podcast, and uh, man, he's he's just the absolute best. He is he is he is so Bill Walton 
that he just never fails to to to, inspi- to Bill Walton it up to Bill Walton up to inspire me. <laughs> Did you listen to the podcast? No, no. He's no, got a new book out, and it's really interesting because he started out where um, the whole thing is how like he contemplated like suicide, right. and uh, because he was so injured, you know, he talks about how thirty percent of his life has been in like the hospital or laying on the floor in pain and right. uh, how he was in so much pain that he honestly, if he had a gun, he thought about ending it. And then basically how, you know, he, he made it back and you could just tell how like grateful he is. He always talks about how he's the luckiest guy in the world. And I don't know. He's just great. And he talked about being, uh, you know, he was like, now that I'm here on, on, uh, on your stage, no, no, not, not the Yahoo stage, the galactic stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you're just like, oh, like, great. This is 40 minutes of Bill Walton just talking about being Bill Walton. Uh, yeah. Check it out. It tells a great story about how this army coach was just like a horrible drunk person. And it's just like he doesn't pull punches. He's just like that guy's a miserable, horrible person and just like evil. And he's wow. just like, yeah. And he's just like, whatever. He's like, I don't care. And he was the only high school player ever to play for Team USA. Yeah. Yeah. He's a legend. He's so good. Shout out. Shout Shout out to Walton. Walton. Shout out to Walton. And uh, get get at us, though. Yeah, get at us. If you don't get at us, then. then Come on, Bill. We're trying to get you. You're trying to get your own ice cream flavor. You know, we're talking about the Grateful Dead, which we know you love. Yeah. Um, All right. You got anything else, John? No, I already did my shout out to Nice Rack. DJ Nice Rack. Thank you. Yeah, I did. I already did my my beefs when we were talking about Anthony Davis. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I thought I had another beef. What did I have a beef? Didn't I? Didn't I have one? I don't I know. I told you. Ah, okay, never probably mind. some some Philly beef beat writer that's pissing you off. Probably. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh. You know, you can find us at Twitter at uh, the Super Hoopers. You can find me at Tweet of Matt Hill. John. You can you can find me at at J Hill Namin. Hashtag right. Team Namin. All right. Uh, until next week, keep pooping. Keep pooping. Oh, actually, I won't be here next week. Oh, right. We should mention John's yeah. going to Thailand for a while. So. I'm going to Thailand for two weeks. So Matt is in charge of uh, running the podcast. So there probably won't be a podcast for two weeks. Or, <laughs> I I may, yep. or I may coerce some people into coming on if I yeah. can figure out the technology. Yeah. So if you're listening, force Matt to do a podcast. Tweet at. If you're li- hey, if you're listening to me, if you're listening to this, and you uh, are really smart or really funny about basketball, uh, tweet at me. Tweet at him. Oh, and also we have a uh, little exciting news. Ready? Ready for this uh, breaking news on the Super Hoopers front? Sure. What is it? Yeah. I don't even know this. Yeah, I know. We've got some uh, T-shirts coming out soon. Oh, we- nice. Yes, we have. Uh, we've got a couple of fun T-shirts coming out that. Uh, they're finishing up the designs now, and then once that's done, probably when I get back, then we'll, then we'll put them out and uh, we'll put them up on T Public. So they're pretty cheap. I think they're like sixteen bucks or something, twenty bucks. Uh, these won't be cool. super. Ho- these won't be super Hooper shoot shirts though. They'll be like uh, you know funny things that we made, right? They'll be funny things we made, and also we will have our Super Hoopers like logo and stuff. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So we're just gonna upload a bunch of stuff, and uh, you know buy it all right that'll be cool and then like you know if you run into one of the like six people who listen yeah yeah you guys can have a really awkward conversation (laughs) Um, yep 
Yeah. Well, uh, have fun in Thailand. John. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going for basketball uh, with borders. It's uh, uh yeah. Thailand hasn't really caught you, on yet. You, very, you go there. You go there and tell them to not play basketball. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this is an American sport. This is Sorry, American guys. sport. Stop. Stick. Just stick to Mui, stick to Muay Thai. Yep. Yep. Just stick to that. So that's it. All right. Let's get out of here. All right, John. All right, man. Adeo. All right. See you. Bye. Have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super. They a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hooper! Can you say that? Super Hooper! That's what you say, bro. We just form a fucking wall! Super Hooper! I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Super Hooper! That's terrible.